Kwaba. Welcome back to the Team Ghana U podcast, by size where you receive news, updates, discussion, and everything significant football and Ghana related. As always, I want you, the listeners, to be as involved by tweeting or emailing us for discussion or wanting more information. Hi, welcome back to the Team Ghana U podcast. Um, I apologize for the delay in the upload. This wasn't supposed to work like this. I had one or two things going on and I thought, you know what? Actually, this will come out the following day, and then it just went into the following day, and then the following day. So I do apologise in regards to that. It doesn't really change the format of today's show or podcast in some respect, apart from the fact that I have now the results of the two internationals that have taken place um, in this period. So I kind of want to go into that straight away. The podcast actually wasn't going to be about that, but actually I think it's a, a good way to start. So this has been recorded on Thursday the 19th, in which it will come out as well on the 19th on the Thursday. So yesterday on the Wednesday, we lost 4-0 to the USA, which in some respect was a bit of a thrashing. Um, but it made me think in some respect, um, almost the passing of guards. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say the passing of guards in some respect. Um, and then we, we may even say that it, it's to be expected, you know, because I'm going to say maybe 10, 15, if not 20 years ago, Ghana would have been the stronger side out of the two. But with money and with, with with money, sorry, and with investment, the USA have quite clearly passed us. And there were some things actually muted as to the USA potentially being candidates um, or surprise um, a surprise package in the twenty six World Cup, which in some respect they may be um, as to maybe an exciting side to watch. But when we watched the two sides yesterday, there seemed to be quite a considerable. Um, disparity between the two in regards to quality and that's what it didn't shock me as such because I think it's something that's been coming but I think when you finally see something it kind of it can hit you in the face so um, um, there's a little bit of disappointment in that respect but I guess you can only deal with the cards that you have in front of you um, yeah, you can only deal with the cards that are in front of you and with that being said I actually want to go into the the Mexico game as well and not necessarily the game itself but some comments I saw afterwards, and I forget who it was by, by a journalist, and I think he said that I think we should stop going into these games with expectations of actually wanting to win these games, um, and it's actually a bit of a sorry indictment of actually where we are this moment in time, um, as to not having any hope, not having any hope, and um, it's crazy because sometimes with that, you can actually throw all your frustration towards the, the coach, which would be Chris Hutton. And um, with that being said, I'm going to go into, I haven't even read the article actually, but I'm going to go into what would be, I think, his notes following the game. So the headline on Ghana Soccer Net was, we need to develop more before the 23 AFCONs. Um, Chris U, that's, a, yeah, that's a quote from Chris Uton, or certainly a headline. So I'm going to read this very, very quickly and then I want to go into something else. So Chris Uton has emphasised the need to enhance the Black Stars' performance and develop the team in preparation for the upcoming 23 AFCON. Okay, cool. Ghana's recent international performances during the October break were disappointing. I'd agree, with the team losing both matches and conceding a total of six goals. They suffered a 2-0 defeat to Mexico at the Bank of America Stadium and a heavy loss to the United States at the um, Geodis Stadium on Wednesday. I think that was in Nashville. During a post-match conference after the USA defeat, the veteran gaffer acknowledged the need for further development as they prepare for the challenging AFCON tournament in January. The balances are from there. Oh, sorry, the balances are from there. We need to develop more because we're going to a tough AFCON tournament in January, and we need to develop. 
I will continue to work hard to select the right squad and employ the correct tactics to ensure success, he stated. Um, do you know, like, sometimes I'm going to actually um, put some balance in Chris Chris Hutton's favour. First and foremost, um, as I mentioned before, he can only deal with the cards that he's he, he's been dealt. Um, and we don't actually have a bad squad, so let me not use that, that quote and make it out to be a negative as if we have bad players. Um, but he's come in to the job at a difficult time, likewise the previous manager, etc., etc., um, but with that being said, sometimes results and performances can actually provide an outlook that looks bleak. And I think with time, just a little bit of time, um, I think we can have a different outlook. We could go into the AFCONs and win the AFCONs. It's mad, you know, because I was watching the Chelsea versus Barcelona highlights yesterday. I think this is from 2012, where there were clear underdogs and won the tie. I remember that 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 tie very well. And they went on to win the Champions League. And prior to that, they'd lost their manager, which would have been... Um, I'm going to say Andres, Andres, Andre Villas-Boas and then Di Matteo became manager and I guess the picture I'm trying to paint is that you can have some bleak days and some dark days before there is light and more often that is the case in regards to that anyway um, but let me just continue with the, the article it's just finishing off the 34th edition of the AFCON is scheduled to take place between January the 13th and the 11th February next year with Ghana commencing a campaign on January the 14th against Cape Verde in the draw for the tournament, Ghana found themselves placed in Group B alongside AFCON record holders on, though. Egypt, Cape Verde and Mozambique. Okay, before the AFCONs, the Black Stars will kick off their 26th World Cup qualifier next month with their first game against Madagascar. Okay, so just some information in regards to what's taking place next. Um, yeah, I really do think that things can look worse than they really are. And I think maybe we should have a... Um, uh, maybe we'll, we'll analyse this just before the AFCONs, obviously with the game against Madagascar, and then obviously we'll look at things obviously after the AFCONs as well. Who knows, we can, we may go into the tournament and we may surprise people. Egypt obviously will be um, one of the favourites going into the tournament, likewise um, Cameroon and Senegal, etc, etc. And Nigeria, you know, I was thinking about Osman only yesterday as well, him being one of the best strikers in the world at this moment in time. Um, but I'm going to leave the international break just there, at this moment in time. I don't want to focus too much on that for today's podcast. I want to go into something which I found really interesting. In fact, you know what? That blends very nicely into something that I saw. Um, I just want to pick it up. I saw a... It's a tweet, but I think I saw it on Instagram. And it's on Footy in Memes. That's the Instagram page. But the person who said it was Paul Watson. And his at is Paul underscore C underscore Watson. Got to give people credit where they, where they deserve it. And he said... I'm again asking for a World Cup from the bottom 32 teams in the FIFA men's ranking. Now, Ghana weren't in this. Well, it better not be anyway. No, they weren't in this. But I found it really interesting, all right? Because the actual footy page, footy and meme, says we need this. And it made me think of the Europa League, the, um, the Europa Conference League. And these are not bad tournaments. Good football is played, all right? Good football is played. And I think it'd be really exciting if we had... I think we need the World Cup. Let's not even pretend we don't. But in some respect, it'd be great to have a tournament that has sides outside of, I don't know, the favourites, you know, like the Brazils, the Argentinas, etc., etc., etc. It'd be nice to go into a tournament and see, you know, let me name one or two teams here. You know, San, San, San Marino. I don't, I don't know about San Marino, but like there's Sri Lanka, um, Turks and Caicos, the Cayman Islands, Pakistan, Somalia. You know, there must be more, there are more sides. I'm just scrolling through. Dominica, you know, there are some good sides here. Sorry, 
don't know if there's some good sides here, but like Somalia, like I don't know, I don't know where you're from, whether you're listening to this. Like Somalia have some ballers, certainly some street ballers anyway. And it'd be great to see, you know, a tournament where there's some excitement, you know, for these some of these nations, apart from potentially qualifying for the AFCONs or qualifying for the World Cup and getting a paste in. And I'm not even I'm not even talking about these sides. I'm talking about that includes Ghana. Because our showing at the World Cup wasn't the greatest. But I guess my point is it'll be great to see a tournament in some way, shape, or form where you know, it's almost like, I don't want to call it a second-tier tournament, but again, very similar to the Europa League and the Europa Conference League. It'd be great to see a tournament of that nature. Um, but that even goes into the, um, in some respect, the, come on, man, the African the African, the African Super League. And I, I don't think it's called that, actually. And I'm going to quickly find that. I don't like um, saying things of that nature. Um, I think it's called the, the, come on, the, well, it's called the African Football League. Yeah, no, no, it's called the African Football League, the AFL. So I believe there is... Oh, no, so let me read this post I saw. This is from Afro Borders, actually. Um, so Tanzania's Simba SC sells out platinum ticket valued at $85 each and there's 60,000 stadium capacities. Yes, there's 60,000 stadium capacity in their Africa Football League opener. Um, and this is against um, Egyptian giants, Al-Hali. Um, and I think it's good to see that we're selling out stadiums. Not to say that they weren't selling out stadiums before, but it just seems like there seems it just seems like there's a, a new energy around Africa in regards to football in this in this league. So long may that continue, and hopefully we'll go into that very shortly. There's something else I wanted to touch on. My last thing, in fact, this thing was in regards to Carlos Tevez, and it made me think of the the education in Africa. And I'm not talking about generally speaking as to, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking about generally speaking as to maths, English, and combining um, education and football. But it made me think, um, come on, Andrew, let me find this quickly. I hate that I've not found it. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm not going to find it, but I'm going to be able to talk on it because I, I, I'm quite well versed in this conversation. So I saw something. Um, with Carlos Tevez, and I think he's managing Independiente, and the conversation, or certainly the post, what he said was, is that he found out that I think a couple of his players couldn't um, do maths, or maybe do English, or not English, sorry, but anyway, do maths, let's say. Um, and he made it a thing where they were educated, and, and it's now, I think, something that's now mandatory or certainly in place within the club Independiente. And it made me sit there and think, actually, it'd be a fantastic idea like for all the footballers that take all, all the footballers that participate um, within football programs and obviously within the professional football setup, like apart from the need to be educated in 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 traditional subjects like maths, English, science, I think it'd be fantastic, and it may even draw on on on, on some of their passions as to maybe making them more well versed in regards to actual the football business. So for the 98% of players, I'm talking about those who are not involved in a professional game, who are not going to be signed professionally, it would be great if they actually understood the business and then were then able to, who knows, take that to another level. Or maybe just understand their business maybe a little bit more. Because as we know, there are footballers within the within the system or within the pyramid who sometimes get their business wrong because they don't know no better. Whereas if they were educated from that perspective, I think it will provide... Um, I guess it'll provide them with, I, I'm looking for long-term, but I'm, the word I'm looking for is long-term, but I guess it's good to be educated and well-versed in, in the business that you 
that you, that you that you you participate in. That's not the word I'm looking for, but I think it's good to be well educated, and I think that might be another avenue or something that we should look at in some respect as to ensuring our our players are educated in the business that they're 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 in. And I think that is it for this week's episode. Um, no, we actually the article, our recent article, is out. We can't we can't be our best until you're the best. And I discussed this in our last episode. Um, but with some of the things that I mentioned in the very, very beginning as to the national side and the comparison between the USA and Ghana, and of course we know they've got a um, vast amount of wealth and stuff like that, I found it really, really interesting as to the importance of actually making the most of our environment. And sometimes our environment can actually bring the best out of us. Um, yeah, so I think that's something... I forget the actual terminology, actually. It was... Um, I can't find it, but actually, no, 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 here we are. Constraints and player development. No, 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 that's the article that Mark Upton wrote. Um, but no, it was, it speaks to the actual, um, the benefits of your environment, despite the fact that you, you may feel that there are negatives. I think just, yeah, just getting the best out of your environment. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode. Um, and I look forward to seeing you. Well, it's only next week, actually, considering this one's a little bit out late. So I do apologise. Take care. That's it for this week's episode. We'll be posting as usual via social media, keeping up with the stories and unfold in the coming weeks. As always, if you've got any questions or queries, email us at teamgarnieu at gmail.com or tweet or DM us at teamgarnieu on IG or Twitter. Thank you. Take care. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm.